Hi there, I'm Kelly Bixler, the executive producer of Tumble Leaf and Bix Picks Entertainment that produces Tumble Leaf, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Well, I'm back from vacation and ready for episode 450 of On Screen and Beyond, the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and as I said, this is episode 450. And this week, our guest takes us into the world of Tumbleleaf. Kelly Bixler is going to be here. She's going to take us into the world of stop-motion animation and talk about uh, the show Tumble Leaf. She's the co-creator and executive producer of the show, and she is also the owner of Bix Picks Entertainment. We've got a lot to talk to her. It's going to be an interesting one. Stick around. Kelly Bixler is coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. But why don't we get right into it? It's time for Remake Madness. Remake Madness, it looks like Aquaman's writer Will Beale will be attached to write the remake of The Creature from the Black Lagoon. Now, that's going to be moving a little bit slowly. It has been, at least, for a while. And now it seems to be picking up more speed now that they have him attached. So we'll see what happens with that one. And let's see. The uh, Dwayne Johnson movies. I mean, he does so many movies. Next year, Dwayne Johnson will be starting to film Jungle Cruise. Uh, We've heard about this many times, but it sort of has been slacking. And we haven't heard much about it, but now it's on the move. It's, of course, the Disney movie going to be moving from a park ride to the big screen. And Batgirl now will get her own solo movie as the DC world moves along. And that is it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies, Tobey Maguire will move from in front of the camera to behind the camera as he is signed on to direct his first movie, Blood on Snow. And The Walking Dead's Negan, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, will co-star in Rampage along with, who else? Dwayne Johnson. (laughs) He just seems to keep popping up everywhere. And this movie is about three giant monsters destroying cities. It sounds like a Dwayne Johnson movie. You can look for that in April of 2018. And Jennifer Lawrence, she will be starring in a new movie called Mother. And it's a horror thriller. And that's it for upcoming new movies next on On Screen and Beyond. Taking you down to Sequel City to find out what's coming away as far as sequels. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Sequel City, well, not a whole lot at the moment, but uh, the sequel to Justice League, which isn't even out yet, already has a release date. So Justice League 2, you can look for that on June 14th, 2019. 
And let's see, Shrek 5 is in the early development stages, and you can look for a possible 2019-2020 release date on that one. We'll keep you informed as we hear more. And that's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD. TV on DVD, May 2nd. You can look for the Rugrats on DVD in Seasons 1 and Season 2. And May 30th, you can look for Heart to Heart, the complete series, with, of course, past guests here at On Screen and Beyond, Robert Wagner and Stephanie Powers. And on July 18th, T.J. Hooker, the complete series, with William Shatner, will arrive on DVD in a 20-disc set. That's it for TV on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD? <laughs> movies on DVD, well, uh, we've got June 13th as uh, the date that you can own John Wick Chapter 2 on Blu-ray and DVD starring Keanu Reeves. And now projected dates for some movies. Kong of Skull Island is looking at sometime in July. And uh, most likely it will be Beauty and the Beast's turn to come our way in July, also on Blu-ray and DVD. We'll keep you informed as we hear more. And that's it for Movies on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV and Entertainment Time. <laughs> TV and Entertainment Time. CBS has renewed Criminal Minds for Season 13, so all the fans of that show will be happy. Amazon has signed on to a deal with the NFL to stream NFL games, and it's uh, starting next season. You can look for 10 Thursday night games to start with. I imagine over time that's going to change. And uh, unfortunately and sadly, Don Rickles has passed uh, at the age of 90. He, of course, uh, was on a lot of movies, TV shows. He was a great comedian. And a lot of uh, younger people know him as Toy Stories, Mr. Potato Head. And that's it for TV and Entertainment Time. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's Celebrity Birthdays. We baked you a birthday cake. If you get a tummy ache and you moan and groan and woe, don't forget we told you so. Happy birthday! Happy Celebrity birthdays, April 10th, Mandy Moore turns 33, and it looks like on April 12th, it looks like Ed O'Neill turns 71, that's Al Bundy, of course, and uh, David Letterman turns 70. April 13th, Ron Perlman, Beauty and the Beast, uh, not not the movie, but the, the TV show, turns 67, and of course, Sons of Anarchy, who is on, and April 14th, Anthony Michael Hall turns 49, April 15th, Seth Rogen turns 35. And on April 16th, Martin Lawrence turns 52. That's it for celebrity birthdays. As far as listener birthdays, uh, Ronnie T. of uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma turns 53 on April 14th. Now, if you, a friend or a relative, are going to be having a birthday, please send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And all the listeners all over the world will be wishing you a very happy birthday along with our celebrity guests. So happy birthday to all of you, and I uh, hope you'll join us next week when we do it all once again, and be sure to send us information about you, a friend, or a relative. And that's it for Celebrity Birthdays. Now we are going into our interview segment, and Kelly Bixler is going to be joining us, a very busy woman. She, of course, is the co-creator uh, and, and executive producer of Tumbleleaf. 
And uh, that's on Amazon. And a great kid show. You want to check that out. Stop motion animation. It's, a, it's just amazing what they do. And uh, she's also the owner of Bix Picks Entertainment. So uh, Kelly Bixler, she's coming up next right here on On Screen and Beyond. Joining us today on On Screen and Beyond is the co-creator and executive producer of the stop-motion animation hit show on Amazon, Tumbleweave. She is also the owner of Bix Pix Entertainment, and her latest project now is available on Amazon, and it's called Tumbleweave Springling Surprise, a new special you and the kids do not want to miss. It's Kelly Bixler. Kelly, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thank you so much, Brian, for having me. Kelly, I've always been a big fan of animation. And one of the aspects of animation that really intrigues me is the animation that you do, the stop motion. It's, it's just, it, well, actually, I, to be honest, when I saw your animation... I did not know it was stop motion. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's lovely. That's a nice compliment. Thank you. <laughs> it, it, it's just amazing. People don't. I don't think people realize what you have to go through. It's you know, it's one thing to draw picture after picture after picture, but to do the painstaking motions of every little move that you do. It, it it's it's just amazing what you do. I think so, too, and um, I can say that because I, I don't do it. I have a, a bevy of talented folks here that um, really put their heart and soul into the craft. Of you have people. Motion. <laughs> yes, I have people. Uh, <laughs> and um, they're just um, – they're so detail-oriented. It's um, Stop motion has always fascinated me, but um, I started out in live action and really caught the bug when I – I um, saw a, a young kid right out of college actually sculpt a figure and, and animate it in front of me. And it was just the fact that, you know, you have this doll, you know, mm -hmm. that, that doesn't live or move or, or breathe, and you can actually make it do all those things and, you know, make it do so that you, you care about it and you feel for it and you want to uh, go on adventure with it. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool art form. Oh yeah, definitely. And, and tell me the, the, I mean, I, I understand the, how the process goes for, you know, every little motion you have to move and, you know, just like drawing animation. Uh, but the, the, the mouth movement is that also is that like added in after the fact or is that no no actually um we built our puppets um so they could have mouth replacements and um so fig the fox he's our main character mm -hmm. um we have uh 19 figs uh that we fabricated fig puppets and um we actually um, have about, I think, 20 now to 24 different mouth shapes. All of them are hand sculpted in different um, in, in different expressions, A-E-I-O-U, mm -hmm. and some wild, like, yells and cheers and tongue sticking out and oohs and ahs, um, so that the animators can read the track, which is a voiceover track uh, of the... Um, 
um, Christopher Downs, who who is the voiceover actor for Fig, mm-hmm. and um, and they put in, you know, the different mouth shapes to make him say, "Hi, I'm Fig." <laughs> <laughs> so so, um, so it's all replacement. And what's really cool about these puppets is that. Um, they're made with magnets, and so that little round, his little round snout that, mm-hmm. that covers his nose and his mouth, all fits into a little socket in his head uh, by a magnet. So uh, when you have 20 animators, which we do working on the show, um, uh, they can they can get the mouth in there right, and there's no like chattering mm-hmm, and yeah. you know back and forth. So it's it, it makes it very seamless. Yeah, wow. I, that, that, now, I never would have thought of that. Make a, a little groove that it fits into. That way you don't get the the slight variation and it looks like Gumby Pokey. You know? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, wow. That That is amazing how you do that. I, it's uh, Now, have you done... You said you don't do it, but did you do it in the past? Yes, very badly, uh, <laughs> as as for fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but there, you know, there are kids doing this on on YouTube, and they're so much better than I could ever be. Um, um, you know, I mean, young kids that take their Legos and whatnot, and 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 make these amazing stop motion films with them. So um, it's something that's really cool for kids to do, and most of them are really good at it. Well, it's so much easier now. I mean, when I was a kid, uh, you know, we had the Super 8 cameras. Oh, yeah. If if you wanted to try something like that, usually the stop motion thing you wanted to try first was making the shoes walk across the room by themselves. By themselves, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And, And it was, you know, it was a lot of work. Yes. Well, it was the same for us. I mean, we started out on 16 millimeter film, which you can't, you don't, you're working blind. You know, don't, you don't know what you're getting. You don't know what you're capturing. You don't know where you've been or where you're going to go. Um, so it really gives you a great appreciation for shows like, you know, Gumby and Pokey because mm-hmm. those guys did it, you know, just kind of keeping track, you know, yeah. and when they got the film back from the lab, you know, they saw what they got and what they got was what they got. So there were, there was really no time or, or, uh, energy for retakes but um but technology is great and it's it's great because um it's made it also affordable for television and the and the quick you know the quick pace that television has to be produced in so um now we have you know we use um regular consumer canon uh, cameras and um they're attached to computer system uh, dragon system which is uh, a computer program that captures an image, a, a photo, and uh, stores it so uh, an animator can see what they've shot and and what they're going to shoot, and then the next frame after that. So they can toggle back and forth and see if the move that they're making is actually fluid and right for that character. Ah, so it's okay. it's much... Yeah, technology has been our friend. Yeah, I mean, it, it and and it, it sounds very flippant when I say it, it's easier. It, it's not easier. You're still making every single motion there is. You it's really just... are. I mean, all of animators, animators are just such a unique um, brand of individual. Um, they really are all actors and um, really super uh, observers mm-hmm. of humanness. Um, they know how things fall. Um, they're really science of gravity because we fight gravity every day because we're moving objects that, um, you know, have to jump and turn and bend and pick things up that 
aren't don't have weight, but mm-hmm. we have to show that it has weight. So um, there's just so many things that you know you don't even think about how we move, you know, in the course of a day, and um, and they have that all stored in their brains, and can make our characters do that. It's it's quite it's quite fascinating. Oh yeah, yeah. And now, did you start uh, Bix Pix Entertainment because of? The stop motion animation. Uh, <laughs> yes, much to my husband's horror. Yes, um, uh, I I was in live action for a while, uh, uh, probably twelve to fifteen years, and um, got got the bug of stop motion. And I had been coming to Hollywood trying to sell live action ideas, and thought that um, I had one that might work well in stop motion and might get a little bit more. Um, eyeballs on it since everybody else had a live action idea. So um, I got um, a young guy right out of college, uh, Greg Lankowski, who was a wonderful artist and animator, and he did a little demo for me, and we took it to NAFTI, which was is a national television, let's see, a National Association for Television Producers and Executives, and... Um, uh, another friend of mine, a college friend, was working at Disney and brought his boss to our booth, and they saw it. And uh, several years later, we got our first um, interstitial series on the Disney Channel. So um, it really was uh, switching gears and learning a whole new, you know, a whole new trade. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, no longer are you working with the egos of of actors, <laughs> but and that was lovely. But, but now you're dealing with inanimate objects. <laughs> yes, that was lovely. Even though a lot of the actors I worked with were amazing and lovely oh, yeah. people, um, but yes, um, that was one thing that was so much easier, and also to, um, I think you probably know this as well voiceover talent is a little bit different than you know on camera talent mm-hmm. um yes. and and also you know producing animation is completely different because you're working um with artists who draw um they're not in front of the camera people they're they're pretty much shy people and they're all about the work and um there certainly are egos but they're they're just a different type of ego than than you know, stars are <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I was joking. You know, when I say that, you know, it's it's just it's a different type of working with people. And uh, yes, uh, it's uh, the, the, the. I mean, the talent. The I don't. I don't think sometimes the animators get the talent, the the recognition for their talent as much as they should. Because I agree. I agree. We've been lucky. We actually. Um, Michael Granberry, who um, is now the head of animation um, uh, on uh, the third season of Tumble Leaf, um, was lucky enough to win two individual achievement awards at the Emmys uh, for season one and season two. So um, uh, that was lovely for him to get the re- the recognition that he deserved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, how did Tumble Leaf come your way? What what brought it to life? Um, Drew Hodges is the creator and director of Tumble Leaf, and um, Drew uh, was uh, had been working for uh, with me at Bix Picks Entertainment for uh, a while, and uh, came with an idea that I thought was lovely, and we just started noodling it. Um, uh, you know, in our downtime on different projects, when they would end, we'd bring it back up and and um, 
develop it and rework it and recreate it and uh, started taking it out to several people and getting their feedback and then going back to the drawing board and reworking and retweaking. And um, really, um, it started in, you know, 2007, and I think um, I'd shown it to uh, Tara Sorensen at, at Amazon. Um, she was not at Amazon at the time. Uh, she was at a different company, and I'd showed it to her several times, but it wasn't right for, for where she was, but she really loved it. And so um, when she got to Amazon, she reached out to us, and um, we pitched it to her, and it was the first um, kids' series that they actually picked up. So we mm-hmm. feel very honored for that. Yeah. Well, it- the the whole visual of that show is so it's it's beautiful i mean that's the only word i can come up with it, it's it, really it's really drew's vision and um uh i think um i think that's why you know drew and i kind of got together is because we wanted we wanted to do stop motion that um was really beautiful and that wasn't so herky jerky and um Still, still definitely stop motion, not CGI. But mm-hmm. we wanted to, um, we wanted to make characters move fluidly and lovely, and um, and also we really wanted to make sure that the details were addressed. Um, and I think the very beginning of him coming in with this little idea of, um, you know, uh, a little blue fox, um, we thought about, you know our own childhoods and how we had the freedom to sort of uh, play in the neighborhood. He grew up in a, a suburb of Chicago, and I grew up in a, a rural area of Indianapolis, Indiana, and it was sort of a different time. We, you know, in the summertime, kids got, you know, you, you left the morning after breakfast, and you didn't come home until dinner, and you explored your world, mm-hmm. and yeah. we really wanted to make a show about that and exploring, you know, outside and nature because you can't think up what what is already there right in nature. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and the thing is the the show is it, it, it's a kids show, but yeah. it's not. It's it's a family show. Oh, I love that you say that because we 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 aim for that. Um I think I think um uh, I'm glad we hit preschool because I think more parents' eyes are are watching preschool shows just because there's a concern of right. you know what is my kid watching and I think when you're in the six to eleven area you know uh, you get more lenient with what your kids watch perhaps right. um, so uh, it's nice that parents watch it we've had um, it's fun to read the Amazon comments it really um, in our first season it's probably what sustained us. Um, just hearing, you know, all the lovely comments and also the not so lovely ones. So we knew where we needed to work on. But, um, I remember one, one lady said that, um, her kids kept falling asleep, but she, she wanted to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) She was totally invested and that, that made us very happy. (laughs) That's good though. That's, that's nice. Like you say, there's always some bad reviews because it, it's the nature of the internet. I think, yes, it is. You know, and you just got to sort of push them away because there's, you know, there's people who are unhappy, and you'll you, you might be able to make them a little less unhappy, but they'll yes. never be happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we try, and, yeah. and there's been there's been good com. I mean, along with good comments too, there's been suggestions that we've actually you know 
taken to heart and mm-hmm. actually put into action. So, you know, we do we do read all of those, and and they do matter. Even even the funny bad ones. Right. They, yeah. You know. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Now, uh, Tumbleweave, uh, Springling Surprise. Yes. Now is is that a like an extension that they've decided to take on to give you a special, or is this just like an extension of the show itself? It's an extension of the show itself, but is it? It is a special. It's um, usually um, what what makes up an episode of Tumbleweed of Tumbleleaf is two 11-minute shows that are put together Mm -hmm. back-to-back, and that makes up 22 minutes, one episode. But um, they wanted, uh, in season three, to start off with it, um, they thought it would be good to have um, a special, you know, uh, a sort of a seasonal special of spring. Mm -hmm. And we thought that was a grand idea, Um, and so that's what we decided to do. Yeah. Now, how long is uh, a springling sub- surprise? It is. It is a half hour, so it is. Um, I think it's about twenty-four minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, give us an idea. How long did it take to produce a twenty-four-minute show? Well, it's funny. It's it's um, we do a whole season, which is thirteen half hours, thirteen twenty-two minutes, mm-hmm. uh, in roughly fifteen months, and that is from go no story written to deliver everything Mm -hmm. um so and and everything is done as sort of an assembly line uh way so it's really hard to say how long it takes to do just one okay but i can tell you that just to shoot an 11 minute episode takes about four weeks wow so the special (laughs) being special we put a lot of moving camera shots in it and and made it special. And so when you have a moving camera shot along with moving characters, that always takes much more time. Mm-hmm. So it probably took about 12 weeks to shoot. Um, wow. That's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, that is just something that, you know, people don't, when you're watching, it's like, okay, yeah, it was 24 minutes. Okay. But, <laughs> you know, they don't r- realize how much blood sweat and tears you put into that little ep, you know that little segment like that Jeez. right well all animation is really intense uh, oh yeah but i think yeah. stop motion is uh, a labor of love yes <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply now uh when you were young is this what you wanted to do when you were you know a little when not when you were seven or eight but you know when you were 10 11 12 is that what you were looking to go into is it that you time? know when i was young i loved movies and i wanted to be louis b mayor because i just thought it would be so fun to have a group of people that you could put on shows i was that kid mm-hmm. i i was always doing you know shows with my friends and We'd have, you know, the Halloween haunted house and all that good stuff. So it, it made sense that I got into showbiz in some sort of a way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you ever realize that you would 
the, the, the show would garner eight Emmys? No. Um, and I think if you do, you probably never get them. Right. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, no, we just tried to do our best work, and luckily it was well-received. And it's got to be such a thrill for you to be recognized like that, though. It was lovely. It's funny. It's, it's um, you know, I've been in it for 20 years, and um, um, it's a lot of work. So, you know, it's uh, like all my friends who know me um, are so supportive and so happy because it wasn't overnight <laughs> at all. <laughs> well, it's not overnight to even to make the show. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> Jeez, uh, so that, it's a. Re- but I, I do want to compliment you on the visual look of the show itself too, because it, it's it's so nice. And uh, well, thank you yeah. again. It's 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 Drew and the team here at Bix Bix. They really are. Um, um, I don't think I've ever had the you know the opportunity to work with so many creative folks and. Um, and people who really care and are invested, mm-hmm. and and that's why I think that's why you get awards is because you know we're all we're all in it together. So I know it sounds really corny and and stupid, but it is pretty much a big family here. And not to say that we don't you know like every family have our arguments, oh, yeah. but um, <laughs> but it's um, we are a family and we really care about what you know goes into a show and we want it to be the best it can be yeah now does the studio have a lot to say about the shows or input on the shows or do you make them and they just put them on on the air oh no we have a lot to say about it i mean amazon's awesome uh when it comes to that i mean it's 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 our show of course it's amazon's show really but (laughs) (laughs) but they make it make us feel like it's our show (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) and ultimately it is i think um you know with everything you you grow into a relationship and i think first season it was um Amazon was learning about Amazon and us, and we were learning, you know, to grow as BixPix and also learning how to work with Amazon. And I think after that first season, we um, we definitely had uh, lots of mutual respect for each other, and that goes a long way. Yeah. yeah. Well, Kelly, I'd like to finish up with two final questions, and they take us away from your animation and, and everything else that you're doing, your specials. But... When you sit back and relax, and I know there's not much time when you're doing animation type of thing, but, <laughs> but when you do, what do you watch on TV? What shows do you enjoy watching uh, now and of the past? And what are your favorite sh- uh, movies now and of the past? Oh, gosh. You know, I'm I'm just all over the place. Um, I love old black and whites, you know. I mean, I'm going to sound – I mean, I love – on uh, my top five, you know, Sound of Music, you know, Casablanca, mm-hmm. yeah. um, You Can't Take It With You. Um, oh, um, I loved, I grew up in the 70s, so um, The Sting, um, anything with Robert Redford. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, and also, uh, what do I watch now? I watch a lot of Amazon. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm really impressed with their their lineup. Um uh and I have to admit I watch, you know, Netflix, I watch, you know, um 
Madam Secretary. (laughs) I watch uh, Open Table. I'm a big foodie. I love food, so and that is a beautiful series. Um, I love documentaries. Um, Yeah, I just I really run the gamut. Um, In fact, I just I just actually rented Lion. Um, I usually try to watch all the Oscar nominations, but I didn't get around to all of them this year. And I just watched that this last weekend and was so impressed with the fact that it was a true, you know, based on a true story. It was just um, so well done, very moving, lovely film. So, yeah. Well, that's good. And, uh, Kelly, I want to thank you so much, and I wish you continued success with Tumble Leaf. And everybody should be sure to go and watch Tumble Leaf Springling Surprise and uh, have the family sit around and watch that. That sounds great. Thanks so much, Brian, for having me. A big thank you going out to Kelly Bixler for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. Be sure to get your kids around the TV on Amazon Prime and check out Tumble Leaf. Springling surprise that's coming our way as a special, and I'm sure it's one of those things that's going to be coming your way every year at this time of year for Easter. So uh, be sure to check that out. And uh, let's see, if you have a suggestion for a guest, send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And we're always uh, looking over your emails and I, I try to see who I can connect with, with who you've sent. A lot of great suggestions. Uh, some of them I wish I could find information on, but uh, sometimes I can't. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep trying. So send it to me. And uh, that's it. That is a wrap for this week. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. <laughs>